Welcome back, T.C. McCarthy. Uh, Dr. McCarthy, I should have been calling you all along, or T.C., <laughs> not T.C. McCarthy. It's kind of weird. Or P.C. McCarthy, yeah. given the name of your computer that keeps showing up on the screen. Uh, so in, in the last episode, we talked about Russia, Ukraine. Um, and, you know, this is, again, we're, it's still February 12th. Uh, this will air on you know, the Monday, the, the 21st of February. So... Um, you know, take a look at that episode, see how accurate we were. Uh, but right now we're going to talk a little bit um, about a program that was released, uh, or not released, but there were several incidents and the, you know, the, go and the government admitted in the New York Times that they had a, a program to study unidentified aerial phenomena or UAPs. Um, and the program is, is, or at least one of the programs is called ATIP. There's a broader program that encompasses what we're about to discuss uh, that is, is a little bit more comprehensive. But first, we're going to discuss that program a little bit. And then um, we're going to have another segment where we talk about, uh, based on government, everything we talk about is based um, on official either military or intelligence reports that have either been, have been declassified um, about various forms of paranormal phenomena, um, you know, mainly along kind of line, the lines of uh, UFOs, et cetera. So that'll be the first segment. The second segment will be programs that the U.S. military used, um, intelligence programs, to you know, gather information about the Soviet Union using you know, different things like, uh, you know, remote viewing, um, out-of-body experiences, you know, things, things like that. And again, we're just going to focus on um, I personally have never had any experiences that would lead me to believe or disbelieve any of this stuff, but I can uh, comment credibly on what has been declassified. The other thing I, I need, I, I want to make note of, it doesn't mean that this stuff, you know, all really happened. You, you know, if you're taking a, a you know, a, a, an objective viewpoint, there, one area that we'd have to discuss a little bit is, is there reasons for an intelligence agency to engage in, in you know, disinformation tactics and things like that to protect a classified program and things like that? You always have to kind of keep keep that hat on. So I'm just going to report on what I read. That doesn't mean it's real, um, but it also doesn't mean it's you know didn't happen. Uh, I just want to make sure that I maintain my objectivity and, and skepticism as we go through this. So in terms of the first topic, the ATIP program, there's a a recent book that came out called Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Uh, it sounds like it, it, it sounds like a like a horror novel, and um, you know I decided to check out this this book on the advice of uh, you know somebody who publishes you know the editor of the best uh, hardcore uh, best hardcore horror series of anthologies, um, and it is a nonfiction book published by a former, or may, may still be, I'd have to check on his background, but um, certainly in the past he'd been a um, DIA official, Defense Intelligence Agency. And, you know, kind of in the last, in the last, you know, few years, last decade or so, uh, the U.S. intelligence community did a very detailed analysis of the Skinwalker Ranch, um, which is in the uh, TC. How do you say is it? The Uinta Basin or Uinta Basin? It's Uinta uh, Basin. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, I think it's the Uinta Basin in uh, north, you know, northern Utah. So there's a 
for folks who aren't familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, there's a a property in the U the Uinta Basin that uh, multiple owners have seen a huge spate of uh, inexplicable cattle mutilization uh, mutilations. Um, they've also uh, reported sites of um, what folks describe as a skinwalker, which is, in some reports I've seen, you know, the the appearance of this large dire wolf-like creature. Um, that you know, there was one incident where someone actually fired, um, you know, a gun at the thing, and it, it kind of didn't do anything, um, and it just kind of commenced to eating the kind of local cattle or taking chunks of the local cattle. Um, there's also, you know, fear, extreme feelings of um, fear based on proximity to certain locations on the on the ranch, um, as well as the presence of, uh, you know, UFO um, sightings. And by UFO, I don't mean like little green men. I just mean aerial phenomena that no one can describe that moves in a, in a fashion that um, implies some sort of intelligent design, um, but also seems to defy uh, basic um, aspects of what you would consider normal emotional and physics. That don't you know, forget, don't forget the anomalous health incidents as well. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about about right. that. Um, so anyway, I I checked out this book. It came out in October of 2021, so it's relatively recent, and it's based on the, the, this account of and it's part. It's 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 not necessarily part of the ATIP program it's part of the, the branch program I can't remember the acronym but you can you can you can check it out um so was it sorry to interrupt was it part of the um the kind of um because I know there was an umbrella program over yeah. ATIP and it was part of one of those yes, other ones it's, the, it's okay. an umbrella because I think ATIP is actually uh kind of an I want to say nothing burger but it was very small small and the press had of course misreported it because yeah. they said oh 22 million dollars spent on this and it was on the umbrella program. And according to the book, the umbrella program, the way that they were able to get funding from Congress is the specs for the umbrella program were to look at next generation propulsion technologies. A lot right? of scientists so, involved in that umbrella program, I believe. Right. So it's like you know, we're talking like 2050 and beyond um, and exotic sorts <clears throat> of propulsion that they would investigate. And this is, you know, presented as like, oh, we're going to look, work with private industry to find ways to to generate any gravity propulsion systems and, and things like that that you know, we're still trying to figure out. Uh, and and that's the other thing too. I think back in the '80s, um, a lot of scientists were believed that gravity, you know, while, while we still they couldn't figure out, um, you know, how to cause it or, or kind of what the mechanisms were for how it worked. They're focused on, um, you know, they believed it was caused by a particle, right, a graviton. And I think right now there's a, a, a you know, um, the LIGO experiments in, um, I, I, there was sort of a LIGO experience where there were two black holes that were kind of colliding. And there was a highly sophisticated experiment um, where they were measuring, trying to measure the you know, the power of that gravity and, and we're able to confirm that it was, you know, it's a wave, right? So gravity waves are a thing. So, and that was, I think, 2016 or something like that. So we're still relatively nascent and fully understanding how gravity actually works right now. All we know is that when large bodies are near each other, they um, can kind of curve space time. And um, 
And the thing with gravity is it also impacts time, right? You can have time. time yeah, that's, a, that's a really interesting relationship that I won't even pretend to understand. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so if you're, uh, and in fact, you can even see it in satellites, like satellites have to correct because they're farther away from, from, a, you know, a, a body. I can't remember um, where the time dilation is, but it's very slight. <clears throat> so anyway, this program was, was to examine more exotic forms of propulsion. But at the end of the day, it was also as, as part of its umbrella, they sent a bunch of scientists to investigate a lot of these um, incidents that have been happening. So the USS Nimitz incident with the gimbal and the, um, and, and at the end of the day, like, we, my understanding from reading a lot of this data is that we still don't know, you know, what, what, what is causing this stuff. So as an example, could it be kind of, uh, you know, the, the show on the history channel, what's that guy's name, Giorgio? Oh yeah. The ancient aliens. Yeah. Yeah. I call him <laughs> yeah, my, my, at home. We call him captain big hair. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, you know, it's, you know, is it aliens, right? I mean, that's a possibility, you know, it's a possibility, but it could also be some atmospheric phenomena um, or, uh, you know, could be some form of energy that we just haven't progressed that far. Like you can't see radiation, right? Um, you can't see, you can sometimes see electricity, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, the electromagnetic and uh, magnetic fields that are operating all around us right now that we don't see, um, but we just see the effects of those things. So, you know, what we're seeing could be effects of some phenomena that we don't understand. It could also be, you know, instead of just little green men, extraterrestrials, it could also be um, some trans-dimensional beings, right? Where, again, if we take some sort of, a, uh, you know, non-electromagnetic field it might be fields operating in some form of energy that we just don't quite understand and you know maybe our reality vibrates at a different frequency as other realities that are um you know kind of operate by the principle of superposition right um and then every now and then something pierces the veil and, and, and comes in so that's the program right there they, they sent all these scientists out and one area of significant interest was the skinwalker ranch because of all the incidents that they talked about with you know, orbs and, 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 and things like that. So the book, and again, I don't want to, you should absolutely read it. I read it in one sitting. I rarely read books in one sitting. Um, I just spent three, three or four hours and just devoured it. I've got it. I've got it up on my Amazon page right now. In fact, I, I never, I never buy Kindle books. I like to have like a physical book, but I wanted yeah, to me read too. It. I wanted to read it so bad that I just downloaded it to Kindle and I read it. Gotcha. Um, after I read it, I couldn't sleep for a few days. Out of um, fear or excitement? What? <laughs> out of, out of, out of, out of it, it is, it, it will freak you out. Really? It will freak you out. Um, so the book opens up with, with two, um, like a former, like a Marine intelligence guy and then a Naval intelligence guy. Can I and, ask a question? And you may already be getting here, but. Is, is it um, nonfiction or is it a work of fiction that's based somewhat in fact? It, it is nonfiction. Okay, good, good. And that's why it freaked me out. Yeah. Um, and it would make for amazing, like weird science fiction, sort of like weird fiction sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm reading this book and this is, so the DIA sent on, on DIA letterhead, like one of the authors of the book, um, who's, who's a, you know, either 
a current or former DIA employee sent kind of a letter to Bigelow on a DIA letterhead and asked asked to investigate some of this phenomenon. So he bring, brings a team there. And when they're first there, there's a group of you know um, people kind of walking at night. So at least two of these folks, you know, were intelligence folks, had run operations in um, Afghanistan, possibly Iraq. So they were, you know, war veterans, right? They've been to war. They've had to deal with kind of the ultimate fear. So they're walking along at night on the Skinwalker Ranch, and the head of the investigating unit, as he's walking, he's 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 experiencing this irrational fear, and it seems to be intensifying as he's walking forward. But there's nothing in the environment that he can necessarily and, and see. We're not talking Lou Elizondo, right? He's not one no. of these individuals. Okay. No, he he. I think he he may have been involved in this, but he's not. Um, yeah, you because know, he's an army, right? He's an army. Yeah. Guy. Like there was a like a navy and marine. Okay. He may have been okay. involved, but I don't, I don't recall from the book. So you know, as they're walking there, um, like this guy just feels this irrational feel, and it seems to be intensifying the closer he, the more he moves forward, and he's looking through like night vision goggles, and he sees like a like a black oval about eight eight feet tall, but just like, but he can only see it through his night vision goggles. So they're like like, um, so it's something that. You can't you couldn't see on the visual light spectrum, but you could see it through, um, you know, whatever whatever field of, of, of light that the night vision got. So it's kind of a green background, and then you see like this black oval, eight feet eight feet tall. And yeah, that's got- in- that's interesting. I think that I can't remember the science totally behind night vision goggles, but um, they're light amplification. Mm-hmm. But I think that portions of it travel or cross out of visible. And a little bit into either the infrared or it's, ultraviolet it's infrared or spectrum. both. And, and the reason I know that is because when I was in the National Training Center, I used to set, set up target reference points by breaking up, breaking um, infrared chem lights, and I would just drop them on the ground. I couldn't see them, but I could see I could see them like light, light up as as bright as gotcha. possible. At, at gotcha. Gotcha. So, so it's the infrared spectrum. Uh, thank okay. you for reminding me because uh, I couldn't yeah. remember until you until you triggered that memory. Yeah. Yeah. So. They could see like this this black void of, of something. I'm and, already getting freaked out. Go ahead. And the closer <laughs> they got, the the more scared. So, so these are all like tough guys, right? And nobody's saying anything. And the leader of the group says, "Are you guys all feeling this?" And, and it's like, motionless. Yeah. This thing isn't moving. It's not moving, but they're okay. they're moving toward it. Okay. And you know the marine kind of admits, yeah. I, I kind of am like, man, and it's like this intense fear. So the guys are like, okay, let's just push forward a little bit more. And the fear intensifies as they get closer to this thing. I, I keep talking. I'm just adjusting my chair. I'm going to go mute for a second here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so then he says, okay, stop. So they stop and then they start and they said, okay, let's start moving backward. And as they started moving backward, the fear started to diminish. So, you know, is there conventional technology that could do something like that? Uh, I think so. So if you use infrasound, um, it does tend to cause feelings of um, paranoia and, 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 and things like that. So, <clears throat> I, but, the, but I don't know if like we would be able to figure something out. Strong like, magnetic like, fields can some, sometimes invoke... 
emotions. Yeah, and, and and there's things like so if you look at um, you know, sightings of the Dark Watchers, right in the like Big Sur, right. So Dark Watchers are these like shadowy. So um, Stein, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm trying to remember. He's a famous novelist. Wrote Grapes, Grapes of Wrath. Oh, Steinbeck. Steinbeck. <laughs> so in the Red Pony, I think like one of his short stories, he mentions the. He mentions the um, there's like a Dark Watchers sighting because he you know he 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 grew up in or worked in Big Sur and things like that. Are those the things with like these two? They just look like two legs walking along. No, they're like if you think of like the phenomena of um, crap. I'm trying to remember like the shadow beings that people ah, have sleep okay. sleep paralysis. Yeah, See? gotcha. They're kind of similar to that, but they're like extremely tall shadows you know with like a hat whatever and they and they usually are on like the the peaks of hill or or not are but have been reported on like the hill hillside like hillsides or the mountains of uh big the big sur area now the scientific expl explanation behind these sightings is that the crashing of the waves and things like that there's a lot of um infrasound it's mm. infrasound, right? Um, causes, you know, ca it can cause paranoia and hallucinations and, and that hallucinations. Sort of stuff. Yeah. So, so anyway, there, there, there is a natural effect that could kind of cause this. But anyway, that, that's 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 just that's just how it opens. Okay. So during the course of, and I'm skipping over a ton of different things. But during the course of these things, they, you know, they, they reported seeing um, <clears throat> like the skinwalker phenomena where you'd have like a bipedal wolf like or canine like being some some people refer to them as dogman. I think there's like a whole <clears throat> genre of that sort of stuff in um, Michigan reported. But I don't I don't know if they, I don't think they talk about it in the book. This is more of a phenomenon that, that's localized. Um at least the Skinwalker Ranch of the government investigation. So they would see these things, and then they would also see like um, like blue orbs and red orbs, and then sometimes they would also see like they would see the normal UFO sort of sightings. Then sometimes they would see portals in the sky just open up, mm. and then something would come out, and the portal would close like a terror. So they never really quite came to at least declassified a conclusion for this sort of phenomenon but the thing that was really freaky about it is that some of the individuals who came to do this investigation at the ranch went back home to virginia and at least one of them one of their kids woke up in the middle of the night like they would hear like shot like footsteps and things outside their doors Oh, that's they, would, freaky. they would see like blue orbs in, and by the way like the, these these the people who worked on this ranch were working on a classified operation so they didn't tell their families about it oh boy because they couldn't yeah one kid saw a bipedal wolf standing at the edge of their property in the woods and kind of just like looked at it like looked at the kid menacingly and then just disappeared into the woods. 
So they call this the hitchhiker effect. Yeah. Well, it gets yeah. better. And then one, like one of these kids goes to school and then, you know, like spends a day there. And the next day he goes back to school and one of the kids that he interacted with was like like bloodshot eyes, like couldn't sleep. And he's like, what's wrong? He's like, I saw these like blue orbs. So they started modeling this like you would a contagion. So what's that number that they have? The R, the R value, R not value, whatever yeah, it is. The R not value is three. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like they actually, they actually like studied it, right? So it's like a, there was like a, con, a contagion effect of interacting with this thing. So, I, and there were a bunch well, of you other know, you hear, like, you, you hear people talk about that these phenomena or this phenomena where um, there's this concern where while you're observing it, there's a tendency for it to also observe you, right? And right. that's that's freaky. So, and there were there were some other situations. They also went into you know the the USS Nimitz incident. Um, you know, everybody needs <clears throat> to go to the New York Times. I don't need to need to show you um, what happened there. But they also they also looked at some incidents where they you know, there were these blue orbs in isolation elsewhere where they would cause you know like like really mess up with mess with your like t-cell count mm. and there were other incidents where they saw blue where someone reported seeing blue orbs and they had real life medical impacts from it and they kind of went into a lot of detail around that i don't want to i've already given away like the hitchhiker effect um, which is which is the thing that that's, that's something that absolutely terrified me. Now, I think the consensus seemed to be around the thing I talked about with different frequencies of reality interacting all at once um, and portals from you know other realities or dimensions. But they really, I don't think they really know what's well what's going on. Have you seen any of the YouTube uh, interviews with? Um the current cast, um, some of the members of the Skinwalker Ranch, whatever it's called on History Channel. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Well, they, they've, uh, they've, done, they've done YouTube videos with interviews? So with there are YouTube video interviews. You have to look for them. I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. And just, but, just so everybody knows, um, one of the, like the key star of that show, uh, Travis, uh, is, is also a Bane author, as, as I am and as, as TC is. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, yeah, he published with, uh, I think he's written his own books, but I know he published at least one with who, John Ringo or somebody? Yeah, he's, he's got he's got a bunch of them with Bane. Yeah, um, but anyway, this was one of the interviews that I remember um, was the guy who wound up being um, the property manager for Skinwalker Ranch. So he doesn't own it, but he reports directly to the owner and I can't remember his name, but he's on the show. You see him all the yeah, time. Brandon, Brandon Fugel is the that's it. Owner. That yeah. That's the guy. And um, so he talks about the, uh, the hitchhiker effect. So they're experiencing a lot of the same stuff. Um, you don't see it on the show, but they're experiencing a lot of the same stuff that you just described. I mean, that's, I like, because my, my question is just like, what are these things? Like, what is this bipedal? Well, like what the, that's weird. I, you know, if, Hey, if the guys who went there, the scientific team went there, who went there 
took notes, took readings, gathered data. If they can't explain it, what hope do we have, right? So explain it. I remember, did they talk in the book about, I remember that original team, there was a story out there that they had set up cameras. They didn't get anything on camera, but they did get um, clear evidence that something was messing with their cameras. Oh yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time there was like, every time something like a, yeah, they, they haven't covered that. Every time whatever whatever is interacting with them there has the capability to turn off yeah our systems and, and, right? and like, i don't know if it's just a like a radi like a radiation effect or like some natural phenomena or if there's they they just represent some entity or intelligence that is able to manipulate things you know, at least at the level of individual electrons, potentially even at the quantum scale. And I know that um, Travis, who you mentioned, uh, didn't he on one of the episodes? I and I believe this is this is true. Um, he got symptoms that looked very much like exposure to gamma radiation. Yeah, like yeah. that's bizarre. So I believe in the book they weren't <clears throat> able to verify. The bit about gamma radiation. I don't. I don't know if it was in the book or I read somewhere that the government was not able to, did not mm. find that, right? That was something that was unique to, at least you know the the show. Um, yeah. Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, but I don't. I don't think we were able to detect anything like that. Well, I could be wrong. It's been was it I was it in one sitting? So was Brandon the one on the show who had the the head injury thing where his skin was separating from his skull. No, that was one of the security guys. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But there's, there's definitely some weird uh, health stuff going on with people who spend time there. Uh, well, there's also that weird room. Remember they found that room that was like, it was yeah. off. Yeah. A little concrete like, room. And it was like no entrance, no, no way to get in there. And it was like, and there was like fresh bone there or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like no explanation why a room like that would ever exist. Uh, the other thing that they found, you know, there were there were obviously there were cattle mutilations, right? Um, that, but they would happen relatively quickly. Oh, there's I think there's another example where there were there were dogs that started chasing something into the woods, and then they they just found um, like burned burned or like fused remains mm. the next day. Like just, and then I know that um, I think when Bigelow bought the ranch, or maybe this was beforehand. Whenever somebody bought the ranch, they found like massive locks and uh, dog chains and massive locks yeah. on the inside of the house. So it's yeah, clearly room, like each room, yeah, was, like, locked, locked doors to keep something out. You know, and um, it's just bizarre stuff that goes on there. And, you know, one of the, um, this is fringe. This is not um, something that came from declassified documents or anything, but I'll throw it out yeah, there. And by the way, I'm, I'm assuming the book is a declassified document since it's, 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 it's written by a, a DIA official uh, and it would have, it would have to have been cleared before they released it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, now here's the other thing too. Like the one thing that we should also be discussing is, is there a reason for government misinformation? Like, you know, yeah. as an example, if if I wanted to hide a classified military program, like a weapons program, or um, the creation of a new aerospace technology, there would be an incentive for the government to try to explain away normal. 
I'll give you a real example. So I one of my classmates um, was a stealth bomber pilot, bomb Baghdad. And he said that they, prior to that um, bombing, they would rehearse over a large uh, Midwestern U.S. city. And he said every time that they would conduct these rehearsals, the there would be reportings of UFO sightings. <laughs> so, like, a lot of these things are, you know. It helps. Own... What's that? It helps keep things secret. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so is there any reason for them to concoct sure. strange stories as disinformation? Sure. But like, but what, what would we be hiding by saying like, there's a six foot bipedal, seven foot bipedal wolf. Yeah. You got me. You got me. Uh, uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe we have a classified genetic engineering program, right? Like yeah, that would be the have, kind like, of some, stuff. some non-lethal weapon that causes like mass hysteria or, like it has right. a contagion effect that people hallucinate in the same way. I, I mean, again, I really have to reach to come up with these explanations. Yeah. But it's possible. I don't believe, for the record, I don't believe we have a secret genetic engineering yeah, program the, creating yeah, no, wolfmen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, we, we did have like a secret mass hysteria program. That's how LSD came into use, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Agent Buzz, too. Uh, what was it? Um, BZ. Uh, I can't remember the scientific name for it, but crazy stuff we yeah, so actually that's what, I, that, that's what i know from kind of the skinwalker ranch stuff um but wait I... let me let me go on that fringe journey i was about to go on you know there are there is a segment of the um let's just call them the ufo community i, I don't know if that's the right phrase there's a segment that believes you know with the the um the cattle mutilations and other things that uh that we were visited by entities who presented themselves as aliens from from another star system uh and then eisenhower met with them and made a deal in exchange yeah. for for technology um eisenhower's own daughter or granddaughter now admittedly i've seen videos of her and she's uh, i i don't believe much that she says let's just okay. put it that way yeah. but um but she she does claim that 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 is in fact a true story now, whether you believe that or not, I, I don't know. I, I tend to be very skeptical of these things. I really want to believe. Let me make that clear. I want to believe all this stuff. But when I go and look at the evidence and what, you know, what, can, what facts can be sifted out of, of all the story, there aren't many facts. You know, and there's by, just... by the way, there's a, lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of disinformation too. Yeah. Right? There's like some of this stuff is, is slipped in. I've seen more exotic things that I won't talk about on on air but i didn't see it in official government documents right yeah yeah, I saw yeah. It on the internet so yeah um, could they be true sure but am i are they likely to be too i don't know so and here's another here's another example now this is this is this is just this is not official government documentation this is based on an account of one individual who's who is a very controversial individual um but as soon as i say his name you know what i'm talking about so you're familiar with Bob Lazar. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, there's some interesting things that he said, because, you know, he claims for people don't know, he claims to have worked on an installation um, called S4, which is, you know, in the, in, the, in the Nevada desert, where he worked on reverse engineering um, or studying these exotic craft and i think there were nine of them he read a bunch of uh you know 
background documentation. And one of the things mentioned that at least one of the craft had been recovered in an archaeological dig. And then the other the other piece that's really creepy is I, I think there was some allegation that, you know, we had interacted with some of these beings, either through a crash or something like that. And they had referred to humans as containers. Ugh. So I don't know. Containers what of what? Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Uh <laughs> Damn. I'll I, leave it at that. Uh, we, so we can go to our next segment because I think we're uh... holy cow! Hey, wait before before we go to the next segment, um, I, I have somebody you need to check out. He has done a couple of YouTube videos. Uh-huh. He's a retired CIA and DNI official. His name is John Ramirez. He was with the DS and T when he was at CIA. This is all according to him. I'm not confirming any of this, right? Okay, but his bona fides really do seem to be there. Um, and he's he has held up his an award he got from the CIA. The Like, he seems to be the real deal. He, t- he is trying to get declassified information pertaining to an event he went to in 2000, 2001. It was an unclassified, let's call it a conference, but it was really like a one-day symposium at a hotel um, somewhere in the D.C. area. Yeah, that's very CIA. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, and he said the whole topic, you know, there were there were a bunch of people there from academia and um, and it was a very academic focused symposium. And the whole topic, he was surprised that he was allowed to bring his cell phone in. Oh, this is about disclosure. It, it was it was basically I don't know if it is or not. You tell me when I'm done. Um, he was talking. To, he, he, he claims that the whole t- series of speakers and topics was related to how. Um, human DNA uh, has an element of hybrid DNA with uh, some alien species. And that the academics in the room were talking as though this was common knowledge amongst them. Now, keep in mind, academia has a relationship with the intelligence community. Um, So is that possible? Yes. Now, this guy is not a scientist, even though he was with the DSNT. He's not a scientist. So, um, you know, it's entirely possible that that what he went to was a conference on panspermia, right? Which is right. A, a, a valid, you know, uh, hypothesis. Well, it's like an forward. octopus, right? Like there's nothing on earth that like, yeah. you think could have come from space. Like, who right, right. And, and, you know, Watson and Crick, I can't remember which one, but one of those two were the ones that originally came up with the idea of panspermia, where yeah. some fragment of genetic material comes on a comet and and mixes in with the the local stuff so um or creates entirely new life um or or could it just have been a disinformation attempt who knows yeah definitely worth checking out though anyway that's all i had okay um all right thank you tc uh now we're going to move into uh, our next segment on declassified programs at the u.s government ran using um, either psychic abilities or paranormal uh, um, abilities to conduct uh, intelligence operations for the United States government. All right. Um, Thank you, TC. It was good meeting your container today. Yeah. (laughs) 